With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to today's episode of Talking Blues. It's episode number six. I'm joined today by my co-host Josh. Peter, once again, is not with us. Um, You know, he's very busy doing something, um, but hopefully he promised he will be back on next episode. So look forward to that, the reappearance of Peter. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Alex. I'm happy to to be joined by you, not by Peter. He's pretty busy, as you already said. Uh, he's missed the last two episodes because of how busy he is. But hopefully he'll be back next episode. And next episode, we want to assure you that it will be after the Tottenham game. We had a little week absence. Someone was under the weather. I'm not going to name names, Alex. Um, <laughs> so we weren't able to record. Uh, after the Liverpool game, after the Barnsley game, and now we're recording after the West Brom game. So it is what it is. We're here now. We're going to recap all three games. I know it's a little late, a week late for the Liverpool game at least, but we want to go through everything. Liverpool will be a little more quick, so as long as you're good with it, Alex, I'm going to go right into it. Chelsea lost 2-0 to Liverpool. It was a tough game. We obviously talked about for us a draw. Even a draw was a win for us. That That's how we kind of, you know, put it in our minds. You know, if we even drew with Liverpool, it would be a win for us. Christensen picks up the red card on basically the tackle uh, as Kepa Rizablaga, uh, you know, went towards the ball in the box, towards the outer part of the box. And, you know, Christensen really had no other option but to, you know, kind of tackle him to save his team. He took one for the team. And really, after that, it, it, it kind of just showed that we were down by a man. Uh, that it was 11 on 10. Couldn't really change anything. Couldn't really keep possession. Uh, there, there wasn't really much we could do at that point. I, I mean, Alex, you have any other say than what I mentioned? No, not really. Uh, you know, before that red card at the end of the first half, Chelsea looked, you know, keeping up toe to toe with Liverpool. We looked like we were competing. 
Um, it was a very even game, but that red card obviously makes all the difference. And, you know, in the second half, we ended up um, conceding two goals. And then Werner uh, wins the penalty, and Jorginho misses or, you know, gets saved by Allison. So that, you know, could have been an opportunity for us to get back in the game, but that didn't happen, obviously. But overall, not the worst performance, just a little, you know, unfortunate with the red card and all. Oh, wow. I feel bad now. I completely forgot about that with Jorginho on the penalty. Oh, my. That sucked. Uh, I just wanted to bring up the stats that really showed you how much better Liverpool was or how the man advantage kind of helped them, definitely. The shots were 18-5, to and the possession was 62%, Liverpool to 38% Chelsea. They also had 764 passes compared to our 488 passes. So if that doesn't show you that the man advantage helped them, then I don't really know what else does, to to be honest. But uh, yeah, that's really what shaped the game. And like Alex said, if Christensen didn't give up that red card, and I don't blame him for it, really. I mean, you know, it sucks that he tackled the the guy, but who was that on on the break, by the way? That was on Sadio Mane. Um, yeah, I mean, he Sadio Mane clearly outpaced Christensen. Um, and then, you know, we got Kepa back there. No confidence uh, for him in that game. Obviously, we're going to... Oh, we have to talk about that. <laughs> and we have to talk about the other goal, too, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there was just miscommunication between the two. Um, Obviously, the second Mm. one was completely his fault. We haven't gotten to that one yet, but that one was terrible. You've got to clear your lines as a goalkeeper. Kepa, with the goalkeeper, when you have that low of confidence, you need to just not take any risks, and Kepa did the opposite. And I just think... I, it's terrible. Like, I don't get why he didn't do what it is. Terrible. And obviously he was benched for the next two games as we've seen. Um, but yeah, Liverpool clearly outclassed us there. Um, but yeah, overall, not a terrible performance, just, you know, some unfortunate moments. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right. Um, I mean, we even mentioned it with our interview with Dan Thomas. If you haven't checked that episode out, go listen to it. That was episode number four of Talking Blues. That was an interview with him, and we reacted to Chelsea's first match versus Brighton. So we we talk about Kepa there. And sorry, what I was going to get at was in our first interview um, with Dan Thomas, he already knew. We asked him about Kepa, and he already knew he was done. Uh, we already talked about when Edward Mendy, Edward Mendy, sorry, who's now a Chelsea player, we'll talk about that, um, comes in. He's got the starting role. Uh, he actually made the comment, if Mendy landed in the morning, <laughs> Lampard would have him start in the afternoon, which I thought was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, I think that definitely secured it, that game really. And, and I'm like, since it was so long ago, I mean, only a week, but I completely forgot about the Jorginho chance and Kepa really officially losing that starting role with that awful pass, that awful pass, bad awareness by him. Um, you know, I understand there's, you know, players moving around. At, I, I can't give him an excuse for that. That's, that is unexcusable. You, you know, unexcusable. You, you could talk about the, <laughs> you could talk about the Brighton goal outside the box. You know, he couldn't see it. It was screened, whatever. Harder save to make. He passed the ball. <laughs> What was that? How many yards away do you think that pass was? Like that he was aiming for? 10 yards away? 15 yards away? No more than 10 yards. 
maybe it was right to, I believe, Jorginho, I want to say, or Mateo Kovacic, but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I I really have nothing else for the Liverpool game. And I mean, Alex, you want to go, let's go to some positive stuff with the Barnsley game. I mean, you know, they're in the championship, but we'll still take the win. Yeah, we definitely saw a lot more positives in that 6-0 win over Barnsley. Obviously, they are Barnsley, so you can't take it too seriously, um, as we saw today in the game against West Brom, but we'll touch on that after. Um, You know, six goals, you know, not conceding any. I know that's crazy, even though it's Barnsley, but uh, still impressive for us to get a clean sheet there. Um, Kai Havertz with the hat trick really rose his confidence, and you could see that today in his performance. Um, overall, you know, just, you can't really read too much into it. It's a game against Barnsley, but you know, overall six, no win, you take it no matter who it's against. Yeah. I was a little more, as you know, Alex kind of, eh, on the win, uh, just because 50, 50, cause even though you see, if you want to start going into the goals, if you don't mind Havertz getting the hat trick, you know, which looked great. And I wanted to celebrate it completely, but this is not a Premier League game, obviously. This is a Carabao Cup game, and now we're playing Tottenham in the next round. But it, it, it's not that big of a deal, I feel like. But, yeah, it's six goals. It's a hat-trick for Havertz, you know, a record signing, so I'll take that. Abraham gets his first of the year. Uh, Barkley gets his, uh, his, his first goal as well of the year. And I think I heard a stat that this, he scored again um, in the same round last year for Chelsea. Um, and then Giroud got a, got a nice one as well. That was a, that was a header, right? Yeah, I believe so. I think with the Kai Havertz hat trick, I don't think it's as much about, you know, how impressive it was. It's the confidence that he got from scoring goals, um, in that game. And you could see that today against West Brom, at least in the second half. But, uh, but yeah, wins a win. You can't read too much into it, but I, you know, it's good. We'll be moving on to the next round against Tottenham, but the good news for Chelsea, Edward Mendy has signed, and that is beautiful. Keppa is gone for a little while, hopefully, quite a while, like almost forever. Um, he didn't play today's game, you know, just needs to get adjusted. Willie Caballero obviously starting. I'm very excited about this. We need someone in goal who can actually save a ball. <laughs> and Keppa obviously is not capable of that, clearly. And I think it's exciting what he's going to be able to do. I'm not sure how well he's going to be able to play it out of the backs, uh, which is what we've been seeing out of Chelsea, um, what they've been trying to do lately with Kepa and even Willy Caballero a little bit today. <laughs> um, I, I like the signing, only $22 million, I believe, so not a lot of money. But I'm really excited to see what he can do um, for us this season, really solidify and have a real leader back there in goal. All right, so Alex, you ready to get into the West Brom game? Yeah, um, so I guess we'll start with the dismal, 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 dismal. I'll say it a whole bunch of times. First half, I've been a Chelsea fan for, what would I say, nine years now, right before the Champions League final. I've never seen Chelsea play worse half of football ever, and I'm not even joking. Terrible. Terrible. We start with Marcus Alonso, three minutes in, doing a, one of the worst headers I've ever seen. It, right into, uh, I believe it was Pereira, 
who, you know, laid it off and they score. Root goes right through Reese James' legs. You know, at that point, we're feeling, oh, they just got a lucky goal, etc. But obviously it didn't go like that, Josh, if you want to explain the rest of what happened. Oh, are we going in the first half right now? Yeah, we're talking about the first half. So the second goal for Robinson was off of an awful error by Thiago Silva, which, of course, first Premier League game has to have that error. Now we're going to get clowned on Twitter or every social media platform for signing him. But it was a pass to Kovacic near midfield, and then he passed it back. He you know, touched it with his right foot and then just completely lost it. Robinson went on the break. Christensen tried to do a nice slide tackle, uh, t- you know, didn't trip him anything, and then Caballero really has no chance of making that save. So two goals, two errors by Chelsea, not a great start, and we're really losing to a team that could face relegation this year. I don't want to go too far in, like big picture, but it, it's it's pretty bad that we're losing this much to, to this team right now. Alex, you got the third goal, another error. <laughs> All right, so the third goal, um, a corner comes in, the Chelsea defense pushes up to uh, get closer to the West Brom player. He heads it. Reese James keeps the player onside. Um, The center back, I believe, for West Brom scores. Caballero, again, no chance. Not his fault for any of these goals, really. Just unfortunate. Reese James caught napping. Definitely needs to, you know, improve with that. You know, needs to come forward not to play literally the entire um, West Brom team onside not good from him and we go into halftime down three nil frank lampard has the worst face i've ever seen anyone make ever he looked like he was about to kill someone and i would not want to be in that chelsea locker room at halftime but credit to him he got the players back out with a bang mason mount makes it 3-1 yeah, so the, uh, what was it, third goal for West Brom, wow. Um, that was Kyle Bartley in the 27th minute, and the goal by Mason Mount was a nice strike. Uh, it was about 10 yards, I would say, outside the box, um, and obviously West Brom's goalie wasn't able to adjust. That was Johnston, I believe, and uh, yeah, he, he really wasn't able to adjust there for Mason Mount's goal. He was pointing to some players in front of him, so I wonder if he was screened. But I guess by the time he saw the goal, he didn't even dive for it. He didn't move. He was shocked, and it was already in the net by the time he looked over and he saw that was in. It was like Keppa, um, seeing Keppa <laughs> in goal there. But uh, no, all jokes aside, great goal from Mason Mount. And, you know, we start to feel like, hey, we're back in this game. Chelsea dominating possession. Um, Josh, uh, you know, we were totally in control of this game, most of the game, to be honest. Uh, more in the second half, obviously, than the first half. Then a great goal. Um, Callum, Hub- Callum hudson Adoy almost messed up my words there. Pass into Kai Havertz. Nice 1-2. And Callum hudson Adoy puts it in the bottom corner to make it 3-2. Great from him. When he came on, Callum hudson Adoy. the whole uh, you know team just felt more energized. His pace, his skill, you know, it's just really helped the team. And I think it made our, you know, wings a little bit less clunky, which I felt with Mason Mount and uh, Timo Werner, who actually did not have the greatest game today. Um, you know, surprisingly, since he had such good games in the other games, um, that's a lot of games right there, saying the word games. Um, yeah, I 
just great play from there um, from Calvin Hudson Adoy and Mason Mount. Um, and obviously Kai Havertz with the assists there as well. So we're back in this game, Josh. Yeah, we are. And I just wanted to bring it up before recording, pre-recording. We were kind of talking about the game, recapping it. And then you, you kind of came to this realization. Oh, yeah, with all these chances we should have, that we had, uh, and, and, the, and the stats show this, and I'll go over them at the end of the game, we should have won this game. I know we were down 3 nothing at the end of the first half, but you have to, you know, we didn't even mention Tammy Abraham's chance in the in the first half. We didn't even mention Timo Werner's chance in the first half where he hit it off the crossbar. That was annoying, but, you know, it is what it is. We had, you know, we had the power, and in the second half, the possession was ours. The whole game, the possession was ours, I, I would really say. Obviously, they had the three goals, like I mentioned earlier. Um. But the third goal, if we want to go to that now, it took us to the end for Chelsea. On the edge of our seats, I'm sure every Chelsea fan was. The 92nd minute, there was a shot out by Timo Werner, like you were saying, Alex. Um, And then it was, I think, Hudson-Odoi threw it in there. And then who shot that? I think that was Werner. And then off the goalkeeper's hands towards the right side, Abraham is waiting and just taps it in. Perfection by Chelsea. Perfect placement with Abraham there. Um, and I want to know if that... I think that was Timo that Werner. Was Mason, that was Mason Mount, uh, actually. That um, was Mason Mount. I got that wrong. But thank you, Alex. It's all good. But, uh, you know, in that time of stress, it was kind of hard to focus. I was so excited. I was jumping up and down like crazy. I'm sure Josh was also. So uh, that's why it's a little bit difficult there. But I uh, went back and watched that I, play again. <laughs> I did a I did a nice yell. I wasn't really like going crazy. I jumped up and I go yes, like I did one of those. I was that was and I I you know what what kind of upset me after that though, and I'm kind of like biting my lip now is because I was jumping up and down for a three three draw against West Bromwich Albion. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of upsetting. But you know what? We were down three nil at half. We came back. We ended with a draw. And, and it kind of reminded me of the Ajax game last year, to be honest. I know it's completely different circumstances, completely different game, not even in a tournament uh, of some sort. I guess you can call it that. But, it, yeah, right? I mean, does it give you a little bit of the vibe that we that we had in that Ajax game last year? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, another crazy game there. But this will definitely be, you know, one of the Premier League classics. They were talking about it when I was listening um, on TV when I was watching the game, they said that this is the first time in the Premier League that his team has come from 3-0 down to tie the game in, I believe, 11 years. And the last time was West Ham, I believe, in, I guess, 2009. But pretty crazy stuff there. Um, but at least we got a point out of the game. Really, was really hoping for a winner, actually, there at the end after we scored that equalizer. It felt like we had all the momentum. You know, we had three minutes left, I believe. So, I was really hoping we could, you know, maybe salvage something more. Well, not salvage more, but get something more. But that obviously didn't turn out to be. Oh, and I didn't even factor in the VAR. That scared me. Right at the end, they VAR'd it for handball from Havertz. I think it was like off the, his arm or off his his rib, I would say, like his stomach area. 
that got me so nervous when they went to VAR because I was watching the game earlier with a handball. I don't know if you saw the the Manchester United game earlier that day. Yes. Yeah. Oh my, that hand, that was crazy. And Brighton was able to to tie it up. And then, you know, this isn't a Man U podcast or anything, but that's what, that's what the vibes were giving me. Um, Obviously they wouldn't have had a penalty, whatever, but that Bruno Bruno, Pana- Bruno Panedes there. Um, just a little something for United fans to get mad at. But but yeah, not a great performance from Chelsea in all. Obviously not the result we wanted. Um, just going over the quick match stats like Josh mentioned, but I'll do it instead because I'm stealing his wow. part. Wow. Yep, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the stats guy. I like the stats. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm jealous of you. So now I'm going to go through it. Nope. Um, we had tw- we had 22 shots to West Brom's nine, 10 shots on target to their three shots on target, which all ended up being goals. So they were very clinical. 76% possession to 24% possession for West Brom. Um, pass accuracy in Chelsea was 89% to their 67%. And yellow oh, cards. Yes, were- yes, I get to do. You missed the passes. 797 oh. to 249. I think that's the biggest stat. I mean, it's between that and the 76% of possession. But that really shows that that was really one of the factors that made Alex say that, you know, we should have won that game. Besides that, you know, the team that we face isn't too good. Um, <laughs> if you want to go there. But yeah, I, we, we definitely should have won the game. But it is what it is. We were able to come back from 3-0. And I think we, we take this and we take this on to Tuesday's game. Yeah. So moving on, I guess, to Tuesday's game, uh, round of 16 of the Carabao cup will be placing or placing playing Tottenham Hotspur, um, difficult game there, tough matchup in the round of 16 for sure. Definitely going to be interesting. I think we can win this game. I don't know why I'm saying that. Of course, we can win pretty much any game in the Premier League or in the English divisions here uh, in the Cup. I think it's going to be a tough game. Jose Mourinho obviously going up against our old manager um, to stints at our club. I think it's going to be tough. Tottenham looked good against Southampton last week, winning 5-2. We'll see how they do. Um, I guess today when we're releasing this against um, where they play Newcastle. Um, so we're going to have to see there. We have an extra day rest over them. Um, obviously them playing Sunday, we played Saturday. So hopefully we take that rest and get a win over Tottenham. But definitely a lot of players there who we need to be uh, afraid of. We got Son, Harry Kane, um, Lucas Mora, Deli Ali, kind of. I don't know. I don't like Tottenham at all, so you know what? They suck. But <laughs> wow. I mean, you still have you still have um, you know the top teams in England still in this with Liverpool, Arsenal. They're facing each other actually. They don't have a day for that yet. At least I don't see it on here. You still have Everton in this. You still have Manchester United. They're going to play Brighton, and you still have Manchester City in there as well. So all the top teams in England. And yes, I'm not saying Tottenham or but I am saying Chelsea. I mentioned Chelsea, but I feel like that's already that's already known. But yeah, we're going to be playing Tottenham if you're on the East Coast. That'll be Tuesday the 29th at 2.45 p.m. And if you're in the UK, that would be 7.45, Alex? That would be 7.45, I believe. Yeah. And we'll have an episode up that next um, day, um, the day after the game. So make sure to tune into that. 
But I believe if that is all, we will move to uh, end the episode. Yeah, just just one final thing. We got to use this momentum that we have from this West Brom draw. I know it's not the biggest momentum, but it shows that we can come back and we got to use this in, uh, into this round of 16 and hopefully advance. That That's all I have to say, Alex. But uh, come on, you Blues. Let's go, Blues. And, uh, you know, we'll get it done. Yeah, um, we're not going to be doing our lineup predictions like we usually do since this is a cup game. We'll do those um, mainly for Premier League, maybe Champions League. We'll see about that. Um, go follow Talking Blues on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. And I believe that is it. So thank you for listening to Talking Blues, and we will see you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.